From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Daniel Sellerson. D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra. Yeah. And the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Salerson. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson, filling in for Sean Kelly, who has the morning off. Well, it was a rough go last night for the Pelicans as they fell to the Sacramento Kings 114-97 to from the start. New Orleans could never carry over the momentum from their MLK Day win at Memphis. They were outscored 38-20 to in the first quarter, and they cut the deficit to 8 at halftime, but another tough third quarter for the Pels cost them their second straight win. We'll have much more on this game coming up later in the show, including our weekly visit with David Wesley. We do have some Saints news to talk about. Saints GM Mickey Loomis spoke to the media at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama yesterday and talked a little bit about Jimmy Graham and his contract situation, so we'll have that coming up. Well, let's keep it short and sweet coming up again. You'll hear post-game reaction from Tyreek Evans, Anthony Davis, head coach Monty Williams, and of course later on, it is a Wesley Wednesday. But coming up next, Saints GM Mickey Loomis on the Black and Blue Report. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Intergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Intergy. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. The Senior Bowl takes place this Saturday in Mobile, Alabama, and it gives seniors a chance to showcase their talent to NFL scouts and coaches before the NFL draft in May. Some Saints coaches and staff were present at yesterday's Senior Bowl practice, including Saints general manager Mickey Loomis. Mickey gives us a brief update on the Jimmy Graham situation and the offseason. Any progress or any chats with Jimmy Graham of any substance? No, not in the last uh, few days, but we'll get some time. Are you concerned about it at all? Well, look, I'm concerned about it like I'm concerned about any, uh, you know, contract for an unrestricted free agent that, you know, we'd like to have back. Uh, You know, this isn't our first big deal. so it's you know it's a process you have to go through and and uh, you know we'll do that. Mickey, can you explain the, the CBA in terms of <clears throat> and a player plays at a certain percentage of snaps at tight end or wide receiver? What, is there is there a certain percentage that you can't?
can't franchise tag them. Um, not that I'm aware of. Well, I mean, if, yeah, I, I mean, you're asking me, you know, what position is that? What you're asking me this this business about what position he is? Yeah, I look, mean, he's a tight end. That's that's where we, where we drafted him. That's where we play him. You know, in, in our view, he's a tight end. So, so it makes be, him valuable. So if he had to be franchise tagged, <clears throat> you guys would probably. Well, we'll see. Him. We'll see. You know, look, it's way too early for us to you know start talking about about that business. So, um, we've got some time. But there's nothing that would preclude you from doing that if you had to as a tight end, correct? Well, we're going to franchise him, yeah, um, if that's necessary. But, look, we're a long ways from that, so, I, you know, I don't know that it's worth discussing right now. After watching the games over the weekend, how close do you think this team is? <clears throat> oh, what makes you think I watched the games? <laughs> um, look, we're, you know, listen, we're right there. We're in, in, the, uh, in the playoffs and, and had opportunities to... Uh, you know, to win the game in Seattle, and 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 we didn't. They, you know, they were the better team um, in that game. So, look, we, we can play. We're confident in our building that we can play uh, uh, and beat any team. Um, you know, on a given day, and so uh, we felt that way for quite some time. But Malcolm and Zach. Yeah. Well, you know, again, that that's a. Man, I can only answer our side of that e equation, and and uh, you know, but there's two sides of that. You know, we have to come together and, and create a, a deal that, that we're comfortable with and that they're comfortable with, and, and uh, you know, that's just a process. It's not, it's not a yes or no question, um, and we're just really in the early stages of that. Over the years, you guys have done such a really good job of finding diamonds late in the draft or on this, uh, free agent guys. Um, well, I, you know, I think this. We're always looking. We're always looking for you know young offensive linemen. We're looking for depth. Um, we feel real good about where Toronto Armstead. Uh, you know how he did the latter part of the season when he got a chance to play. Um, you know, we got another young player, Tim Lolito, who who we're excited about. And look, we've got good players in in the offensive line um, with Ben and Jari and Brian De La Puente and Zach. So, you know, we've got we've got a really good coach uh, uh, in the, at that position who does a great job developing guys and and has, you know, we we've, we've had a willingness to take uh, and develop younger players, you know, in, in that uh, in the offensive line. So I don't see that changing uh, as we go forward. As far as money and free agency. <clears throat> discussion about that. Do you think you'll be able to get under there comfortably where you'll be pretty active? Well, we, we've got some work to do. There's no question about it. We had work to do last year at this time, and, and uh, I would say it's it's similar. You know, it's similar this year uh, compared to where we were last year. You know, when you've had a good team for you know a period of time like we've had, obviously you have good players, and, and uh, you know, you have to, you have to pay the going rate to keep them and we've been able to do that for a pretty good stretch of time and, and yet you know that there's uh didn't leave as much room as we get to as we get to this position and yet we know how to we know how to navigate and manage that and uh you know we'll do that in the coming month uh, before uh the next league year begins mickey is there anything official on joe lombardi <coughs> reports that he's going to detroit yeah you know i he's interviewed with them um I don't know that that he's, uh, you know, accepted or been offered the position yet. You know, that'll be up to them to to uh, uh, to release if, if that comes to pass. But he he definitely interviewed with them and 
and uh, I'm sure he did a great job because Joe's Joe's a very good coach. Imagine that's one of the challenges outside of finding good, keeping good players, is keeping good coaches. You lose Cromer last year, and, and, and maybe Lombardi this year. Talk about the challenge of you know, having to replace quality with quality. Well, I, you know, a couple things here. I think that speaks to to the program that Sean uh, has created. Uh, you know, and the type of coaches that he brings, smart. Um, um, you know, really good football coaches, and and you know, when you have those and you have success. Then they end up with opportunities elsewhere, and, and uh, we've had a number of guys move on to really good jobs and do a great job at other places. And you know, so I, yeah, it's difficult to replace those. You hate to lose them, and yet it's a good thing. It's a real good thing because it means that we've got good coaches in the building that are doing a good job. Thanks, Mickey. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to basketball, get some post-game reaction from Tyreek Evans, Anthony Davis, and head coach Monty Williams on the Black and Blue Report. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans by getting the entire family on board for a Pepsi Friends and Family Night. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games and include four tickets, four hot dogs, four bags of chips, and four Pepsis for as low as $99. The next Pepsi Friends and Family Night is Sunday, January 26th against the Orlando Magic. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, log on to pelicans.com today. This is Pelicans guard Brian Roberts, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Unfortunately, the Pelicans couldn't get anything going last night as they fell to the Sacramento Kings 114-97. Rudy Gay tied his career high with 41 points on 16 of 25 shooting, and the Kings shot 51% from the field. Like I said in the first segment, a 38-21 quarter hindered the Pelicans, but a 36-26 second quarter by the Pels cut the deficit to only 8 at the half. That eight-point deficit disappeared real quickly and went right back to double figures as the Kings outscored New Orleans in the third quarter, 27-14. to For the Pelicans, Jeff Withy had a nice night, scoring a career-high 14 points on five of six shooting, and Tyreek Evans led the way with 17 points. After the game, Sean Kelly caught up with Mr. Evans in the Pelicans locker room. Tyreek, when you look back on a game like this, how do you how do you start to describe what, what happened tonight? Um, man, we got... No energy. It looked like, you know, we came out sluggish. They came out aggressive um, from the beginning of the game. Then we cut it back down to eight halftime. Then second half, same thing happened. Then we tried to fight back. It was too late. Were you surprised after after the success you all had yesterday, the way that you've you fought through the last homestand, you know, being shorthanded and whatnot, were you surprised that you guys were, for lack of a better word, flat tonight? Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially after coming off a good win last night in Memphis against a good team, and then we come at home and play like terrible. I uh, was just um, wasn't expecting that to happen. But um, what you got? Was there a, a moment where you guys thought, "Oh, we're in trouble here"? Uh, no, it was a long game, and basketball is a game of runs. So I knew we was gonna get a chance to come in. You know, uh, you no know, man, Austin talked about it on the bench uh, since the second half. Uh, well. 
when we get in the game, we're going to push the tempo and try to get some buckets in the paint. And we did that. And um, then they came back out and did the same thing first half, and it was kind of like, you know, too late. You got it down to eight going to the locker. When you all guys, when you gathered in this room at halftime, did you feel good about where the game was going? Definitely from the way we played. We let them score. I think they score, uh, I think, I don't know how many points scored in the first half, but it was a lot. And uh, I think 38, something like that. Um, you know, we wasn't happy with that, but you know, we cut it down to eight coming in the halftime. I was, I felt good. I was rounding the guys up, you know, you know letting them know we we right there where we want to be after after half like that. The third quarter though uh, slips away from you guys, and even with a good push in the fourth, it wasn't enough. You know, this this hasn't been the mo or or the character of this group. That's why maybe it's a little stunning to fans to see this happen today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially at home. I mean, we got to come with better effort than that. Uh, you know, we we came back. You know, cut it, like I said, the eight. And then second half, we come back out sluggish again. We can't do that. Do you want to see the film of this one, or do you just kind of flush it? Uh, I think we're going to flush it, man. It's a long season, you know. I mean, I think it would be great for us to watch film, but, you know, I think we got to just move on to Detroit and uh, try to get a win out there. As a pro, you know, don't you? You know when the, a game like this happens, what was wrong. Yeah, definitely. You know, it was ugly. You know, I felt terrible about the way we played, so us. Uh, you no, know, after back to back, you know, we probably have off. I don't know what we're gonna do tomorrow, but just to sit on that is ugly. Also hear some thoughts from head coach Monty Williams after last night's ball game. You know, it's easy after a game when you're emotional to point fingers, but I'd much rather look at the film first, but right off the top of my head, we just didn't have a lot of juice collectively from our starters tonight and um certainly didn't play with this any kind of intensity. Um that was comparable to what we did last night. And um, that, that's just part of being a pro, understanding when you have an emotional win like we had last night, a uh, quick turnaround, get back in the gym. You got a chance to you know, win a couple games in a row if you just show up and play hard. And um, we just didn't start the game off. You know, 38 points in the first quarter. That, that's just not something um, we've been used to around here with our defense. And, um, you know, we got to address some things over the next couple of days. What do you attribute that to? Like you said, it's part of being a pro, but uh, did you have any uh, feeling, anything like that before the game that that kind of effort <laughs> might be? Well, there's certainly things that you see, but most coaches are, you know, we're pretty anal about things and sometimes paranoid. So you see certain things, but. Bottom line is when you get a chance to play and you step on the floor, everything's out the window. So the game starts 0-0. Zero, zero. But obviously I could point to a few things. But, again, that, that would be emotional. Not, I don't want to do that. Um, you know, there's some things I discussed with our team that we need to be better at. And those, they understand. You know, we, we have a good group of guys. But i tell you this, we can't show up. You know, we, we're not the type of team that can just put our jersey on and step onto the floor. we got to go out and play with – a high level of energy. And um, when AD has, for him, um, an off night, you know, we have to have other guys step up. And um, if you look at the scoring with our starters, we just didn't have much going tonight. Letting them, letting them beat you off the dribble, letting them beat you to the basket, yeah. the easy rebound, the 50-50 balls, they got so many of them. Well, off I the dribble, the that's something thing. we've been talking about for the past two years. I mean, just – the, the ability to guard the ball. So we got to address uh, a lot of things, but uh, we've gone from a defensive team um, our first two years to talking about that. And so um, that's something we have to get better at.
So how was uh, Gay able to get the 41 in uh, in terms of, like, the shot selection and that kind of stuff? I mean, you can't be pleased. Well, he wor- he, I, I thought this was the one time he outworked us. Um, and the one thing Al Farouk's got to realize, when he plays really well against a guy, uh, especially a high-level guy like Rudy, he's going to come back at you. And if you go back to our game last year when Rudy was in Memphis, Al Farouk did a really good job on him there. And then the first game in uh, sack, I think he was two for 12 and he had six turnovers. So he just came in with a, a big time focus that he was going to prove a point, I think. And um, he did that and some tonight. But, you know, that's not all on Al Farouk. I mean, our team defense has to be a lot better. And he hit some crazy shots tonight. I mean, some of that stuff is just being a high level player. Anthony Davis finished with 16 points, which snaps his streak of eight games with 20 or more points. Anthony Davis commented after the game on the loss. Honestly, I don't have no idea what it was. I mean, we just, just didn't come out like we like we cared, you know, or still on a win from last night, whatever the case it is. I mean, we just came out with no energy and no effort. And it showed. It looked really, really bad tonight. It looked terrible. I mean, it looked like we wasn't even playing basketball. You know, they were out there just, you know, playing pickup or whatever. We, we just, we did nothing. So the Pelicans will have to forget about this one and turn their attention to the Detroit Pistons, who they will play on Friday night at the Palace in Auburn Hills. More Pelicans talk is on the way as David Wesley joins us next for his weekly visit on a Wesley Wednesday. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Well, of course, there's a reason why our ratings are so high on Wednesdays. It's because it's a Wesley Wednesday. <laughs> and joining us right now is David Wesley. Uh, uh, David, I appreciate the, the rating spike that you're bringing to this show. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I, I appreciate the fans' love and uh, hope we can keep this thing going. Now, now, when you're walking down the street, are you getting noticed more for your Wesley Wednesdays on Black and Blue Report, or uh, maybe just because you used to be an NBA player? I think it's the I think it's the first one. I, I think so. I, I think. Uh, well, I had an interesting. I was taking uh, my daughter to her modeling class, and guy walks up to me, and he's looking at me. He's looking at me, and and then he wasn't sure if it was me, and he's wearing his Pelican stuff, and and he and he says. Uh, Man, I just love Wesley Wednesday, and and you know we went back and forth, and he, he he really couldn't tell if it was me from my playing days, I guess, or or even watching me uh, do the games on on Fox Sports New Orleans. But 
Um, he, he's definitely, he was definitely a fan and we took a picture in the whole thing. So it was great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, let's get, uh, to some basketball. Unfortunately, the Pelicans lost last night to the Sacramento Kings, 114 to 97, dropping to 16 and 25. In the last segment, David, we played a cut from Anthony Davis, who basically said it looked like the team really didn't care, didn't show a lot of emotion last night. Did you see the same thing or was it more a lack of execution last night? I saw in the first three or four minutes, and, and I said it while I was on the air, that I didn't like the body language. They allowed the Sacramento Kings to get off to a really fast start, but I didn't see the fight last night. And the one thing that I always said about last year is how hard they played, even if they were undermanned, even if they had guys hurt. It just seemed like they always played hard, which always gives them a chance. And last night... I didn't see that fight, and I realize it's game number 41. They had a game the night before, uh, all those things, but it just it just didn't seem like the Pelicans that, that I've been watching for the last year and a half. What do you think goes through the minds of these players in the locker room when you have a lot of injuries? You only had 10 guys yesterday available. They were just snapped an eight-game losing streak. They've had ups and downs. Uh, you've been through this all before. What's the mindset like for a player? What's his motivation like knowing that, you know, there's so many injuries and they're going to have to battle every single night to try to get a win? Well, I would think, and especially um, this team who's who's had some losses in this year that, that every time they'd want to fight, what they haven't really done is responded to emotional wins. They beat Portland, and then it's been uh, really – uh, not the response. They they had a bad loss right after Portland. They beat Memphis, then they had this horrible loss against the Sacramento Kings. Um, I, I don't know what it is, but you can see the guys coming off the bench, they have that fight because they're looking for minutes. They're trying to prove themselves. They're trying to work themselves into whatever time rotation they can because of uh, guys being out. But the starting five, first quarter, didn't have it, didn't bring it. Uh, you take Eric Gordon, who had five, I think five shots the whole game. Yeah, you, that that's not even six six shots, two for six. That's not even effort. A guy that touches the ball as much as him, a guy who's capable of scoring twenty points, it gets six shots. He's not even he's not even in the game. Um, Al Farouk Aminu, who is capable of going out getting you 10 boards on any given night. Uh, again, just didn't see the effort um, and and let a guy like Rudy Gay, who's very talented, very talented, and he pretty much shut Rudy down the last few times he's played him, came out and had a phenomenal night. I just didn't, I didn't see the fight. I think Anthony Davis played okay, certainly under his standards, but um, he, he he did seem to have some energy, not the energy I'm used to, and and the bench uh, really came out and and basically got it close in the second quarter, and then after the second quarter it was just all Sacramento. Speaking of those bench players, um, also Brian Roberts who stepped in in place of Drew Holiday, 15 points, six of 10 shooting. Jeff Withy a career high, 14 points, five of six shooting last night. Austin Rivers four of eight shooting, 12 points. Are you seeing? some of the growth from these guys off the bench uh, since they are getting a lot more minutes? Are you seeing some improvement from some of these guys? Well, you, you, you talk about Brian Roberts, who uh, had a slow start, 
but we saw what he was capable of last year, and I think his first couple of starts weren't his best. He's starting to get into a rhythm. He's shooting the ball really well, especially from the three-point line in the month of January. So you know his minutes as they grow, he's starting to get comfortable, starting to pick his spots. Uh, so you see his continued growth. Um, let's see, I liked all his minutes, and, and I've liked his minutes for the last couple of games. He's starting to figure some things out. Uh, good growth from him. Uh, Darius Miller, I think there's more to him. I think he can bring more to the table. I'd like to see him more aggressive, take more shots. I mean, he's out there. I like uh, Alexi, long, athletic, shoot the jump shot. Uh, I like the way he's been playing, playing with a lot more energy than, than he did uh, through a stretch of about three or four games. Mm, Tyreek Evans is Tyreek Evans. He's a beast to stop. He can drive the basketball. Their bench is really starting to grow up a little bit and starting to take advantage of the minutes they get. But to have a letdown uh, game 41, and I know guys are tired. I've been there. You, you, it's a long, long season. There's a lot of frustration. And things that drain you are travel and losses. It drain your, you mentally and physically. And uh, the travel from Memphis, the, the, the fact that they don't have a whole lot of guys, minutes are higher. Some, there are going to be nights where you just don't have it. And last night, they just didn't have it. You mentioned Anthony Davis, sort of an off night for him, 16 points, 4 of 12 shooting, 8 of 11 from the line. But before that, 8 straight games with 20 or more points. In your eyes right now, is this guy deserving of an all-star bid? Uh, the, only, the only reason I would say that he, wouldn't, that, he, that he might not get that nod is because of the winning and losing record, the, the way the team has... Uh, you know, just been decimated with injury uh, has allowed him to do more things. Uh, but numbers-wise, I don't, I don't see how he's not in that conversation. At least uh, he, he's been playing phenomenal basketball. It seems like every night we're trying to figure out what other way to describe his. I mean, he's compared to so many guys that have that have done it so well for so long. It's, it's really fun to watch. But I hope he gets that nod because it's to waste a season like this uh, without it. But we've seen it every year. Uh, Curry didn't get the nod last year playing great basketball. So sometimes in the West, there's so many good players, so many uh, so many players in your position in your conference that just there's just not enough room. And and unfortunately, Anthony Davis is in one of those conferences and one of those years where everybody in his position seems to be playing well enough to, to get that nod. And now that it's just all bigs, you know, guys even like, like, uh, DeMarcus, I mean, uh, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, he may not get in. Right. He's playing phenomenal basketball. Um, but there's so many, and then you got the fans voting, they're going to pick the starters. And then it's just up to the coaches to, to, to kind of figure out, who deserves that? those final couple of spots. All right, we're pe- talking with Pelicans TV analyst David Wesley. You can hear him on Fox Sports New Orleans for every Pelicans game. Now, David, we're at the halfway point, 16-25. and 25. Would you say, what, what have you seen in the first 41 games from this team? Is the injuries the real theme for these first 41 games, or do you, does something else stick out to you? Well, I think, I think mostly 
uh, for me, it's the youth. Uh, the youth is is you can see it night in and night out. The mistakes, the the inconsistencies, uh, the ability to score, uh, the inability to score, and and the injuries. Now you take away any team's top three scores, top three playmakers, they're going to struggle. You take away Miami's top three scores, Indiana's top three scores, or playmakers, you're you're just you're going to struggle night to night. And you take away leaders off the team, the guys that that are doing it, the guy, the vocal guys, Jason Smith, Ryan Anderson, and you got your playmaker and Drew Holiday. Um, out, it, it, it's it's almost impossible to overcome that. And for them to go into Memphis and win was, you know, you're saying, well, why don't they do that every night? Well, that's hard to do. You had guys that don't play, step up, play major roles that aren't used to doing that on a night-to-night basis. You'd love for them to do it, but they're just it's just not going to happen. And uh, a game like last night where your big guns, you're now big guns, Gordon, um, Davis don't have it. You can't ask the bench or or those other guys to to all of a sudden play out of their mind and and make up basically thirty or forty points. So um, the injuries have really really killed this team, and and it's really a shame because you'd like to see you know with the with the with last year winning twenty seven games coming into the off season making some really good moves. And putting this team together, they get out to a slow start, but you know there's something there. They start running and playing well, and, and their their point production goes up. They start winning a few games. And now the injuries, uh, over their last 11 games or so, they've only scored 100 points twice. They were averaging over 100 points. Now they've only scored 100 points twice. So you can see with these guys out what it does to the ability to score. You can catch David Wesley and Joel Myers on the call on Friday as the Pelicans head to Auburn Hills to take on the Detroit Pistons. David, thank you so much for joining us on a Wesley Wednesday and uh, try to hold off all the paparazzi that's around your house. I know they surround you on these Wesley Wednesdays. They they do. They do. And, it, you know, I, I love the fans. It's starting to become a little bit of a problem. But, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm used to it. You know, I, I just have to deal with it. And I say hi to the fans and, and get in my car and ride off just like the movie stars do. That's David. <laughs> That's David Wesley riding in his limo in style every Wednesday on Wesley Wednesday. When we come back, I'll wrap things up. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Your mission, win your share of up to $3 million in free play and prizes. And life presents License to Thrill, only at Beau Rivage. You could win a trip to London, even a new Mercedes E350. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday. Up to 800 winners. So play for the thrill. License to Thrill. You belong at the Bow. CM Life Desk for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. Basketball fans of all ages, NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans and tips off with four days of basketball action. February 13th through the 16th, NBA All-Star Jam Session transforms the New Orleans Ernest Memorial Convention Center into 40 interactive activities. Fans can test their skills, score free autographs from NBA stars, and pick up the hottest NBA All-Star merchandise. Jam Session is your family's ticket to everything NBA All-Star. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours today at NBAevents.com. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Our thanks to Mickey Loomis, Tyreek Evans, Anthony Davis, head coach Monty Williams, and of course David Wesley for joining me on today's show. A quick note on the Saints before we end the show. Yesterday, Saints quarterback Drew Brees was named a captain for Team Jerry Rice at this year's Pro Bowl in Hawaii. This year, they're drafting players for each team, and yesterday was the first part of the draft. Drew Brees will have his teammates to protect him on Sunday after Jari Evans and Ben Grubbs are both drafted by Team Jerry Rice. There are still two more Saints to be drafted tonight on the NFL Network, so we'll see if Jimmy Graham and Cam Jordan will join Brees, Grubbs, and Evans on Team Rice. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at BlackBlueReport, or you can follow me at D. Salerson and Sean Kelly at Sean Kelly Live. Speaking of Sean Kelly, he'll be back in the hosting chair tomorrow and Friday as we start getting you ready for the big game next Sunday between the Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks. Hope everyone has a great Wednesday, and until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. 